Good morning, and welcome to Sips of Sanity, and also welcome to the month of April. Mm-hmm. I'm Kelly Sarlo. I'm Karen Sarlo. Um, today, Mom, you have picked the topic, or this month, I should say, and a really cool one. It's all of the lessons that we've learned as shamans from animals. Mm-hmm. And you had a really cool idea. You're just kind of rocking this month already. I'm just going to say that. Um, you suggested that we write down all the animals that we wanted to talk about, and we folded them up, tossed them in a little bin, and we're just going to pull them out randomly and talk about the stories uh, that have inspired us about those particular animals. And as as shaman or shawwoman, yeah. whatever um, people want to refer to it as, we're talking about the stories that we've learned as being shawwomen, where we journey with these animals. So it's not about domesticated pets mm-hmm. or animals. It's simply about the energy of the animal itself. That's right. The and essence. What, yeah, and what they teach us in a journey. Okay. Or a dream. So, but it's an altered state of consciousness that we go into to get those lessons and interact with those animals. Yeah, and an altered state of consciousness by simply meditating, there's nothing, there are no substances involved. No, I do not smoke up. No, but I think that's important to note because some people are deeply confused by that. And in different cultures, yes, journeys are um, induced yes, that's by correct. different different methods. And yeah. some of it's simply by smoke, right, and heat. Yeah. Um, so for us, we're just clarifying that it's, it's simply done through um, a meditative state. Mm-hmm. So uh, did you want to be the first one to put your, your hand into the bucket? Sure. And then we have a surprise for you on Friday. I don't even think I know what the surprise is. Yes, you do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kelly. Is it elephants? It's elephants. Okay. Okay. I have my notes ready. Okay. Can I, can I start this one? Yeah. Okay. So on a very cold, no, it was actually a very warm winter night. We had a thunderstorm here in North Bay. Yeah. And you had been looking at tattoos earlier that day. And that you had this draw towards an elephant. You were looking at the tattoos. When the storm hit, you asked me to come sit on the couch and channel elephants. Yeah, and I want to mention, because I think a lot of people feel these things and maybe don't know how to articulate it or feel embarrassed articulating it. So I'm just, I'm going to be that person. Um, I look at pictures of elephants and I want to cry. I feel so deeply moved um, just by the sight of them that it had kind of pushed me to a place of, wondering if a tattoo would be a good thing because it's something that I can look down to and feel connected uh, each time I see it. Oh, I like the fact that you point out that one of the reasons people get tattoos is to feel connected to something. Yeah, absolutely. A desire for that. It's a reminder, right, Mm -hmm. of of whatever it is you hope to be reminded of. Um, So I asked you to sit down and channel the elephants, which I thought was phenomenal. And I have a whole list of notes here. Uh, And I'm going to try and elaborate as best I can on all of them. And you can kind of jump in if you remember things. Mm -hmm. The first thing that you mentioned was that they are prehistoric Mm -hmm. and that they were found on other planets, which I thought was really, really cool. Really? And I'm going to go out and say not the planets that humans have discovered, Mm -hmm. um, but the other planetary systems that exist that we haven't really been able to reach as Mm -hmm. human beings. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Um, You had said that elephants were based around a matriarch and that the lessons of wisdom came from the female elephants and they were used for the whole herd. 
So it was not just that one person held power, sorry, one elephant held, held power, yeah. um, but that the wisdom was shared for the entire group, which I, I absolutely loved. And it was so centered around caring and community. Um, and it, it reminded me a lot of Eastern cultures uh, because they talk about caring for the sick and the elderly mm. and the young. So these, the different, the different elephants that were um, dependent, to, to say the least, right? Because mm. in those three different states, you're very much dependent uh, for, for all of the varying reasons. And that caring for another elephant was an honor, it was not a burden, but seen as an honor. Oh, I think about when I'm channeling as a medium, how people who've crossed over come through to thank somebody uh, because of the care and the love they gave them uh, when they were passing over. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, yeah. I, I think honor is one of the best words that you yeah. can use to describe that. And when you referred to the community, you talked about all of the female elephants working together, that they all took turns for different tasks and nothing was seen as menial. Oh, which is beautiful because wow. we just had a bunch of protests about women because we're just yeah. we're filming or we're recording uh, just after Women's Day. Um, but th- it was really neat to see mm. how everything centered around community and caring and, and the, the matriarch. Well, I, you're right, because just after Women's International Day and all of the protests all over the world about how women are being treated. Mm-hmm. So to hear that the animal world perhaps gets it better than we do perhaps well they solidly do in the (laughs) elephant world um boy have we got a lot to learn Mm -hmm. this one was really cool too uh you said that their tusks and trunks were used to find water and that they knew how to sustain life (laughs) phenomenal and i think it's really neat if anyone has seen the new version of jungle book the um it's it's not as an well, I mean it's animated obviously, but it's it's got like live action, I guess is what they're calling it. Yeah. There's a wonderful scene where the elephants are actually the ones that are recreating or sustaining the jungle that has been burnt down. Really? Uh, and it was I I think I bawled my eyes out. Oh, okay. Uh, so that that reminded me of uh, of the movie. And then there was a great a great um focus on protection and no one getting lost so the herd was a very important thing obviously they're centered around community kelly when you said no one getting lost does that also mean no one being attacked is that when they were talking about not yet oh okay sorry but that's a really cool one too and i'll just jump down to it you had said that if they were attacked if an Alice an elephant got attacked um they would attempt to shoo away the predator um, and they would leave it be. So they never killed anything unless they were absolutely forced to. Okay. And then later on, you said that they kind of actually all came around in a group um, to almost intimidate the predator, mm-hmm. uh, to essentially shoo it away, like you said. And that that predator was given a choice to rethink its actions. Oh, my right? God. Right? So they didn't, mur- they didn't kill it. Yeah. Not one member in the tribe killed it unless it was absolutely necessary. And what what the predator ended up learning was you can go ahead and kill one, but you're going to have to kill the whole herd to be actually considered successful. And so they would see the tireless effort that it would take and they would just sort of wander off in a different direction. Hmm. But again, protection and community. I was just going to say, and the power of the group. Yeah. Which I do believe after International Women's Day, that is something women do understand, Mm -hmm. the power of the group. Yeah. And I want to go back up to protection. Uh, And this is this is funny because these are smaller episodes. So I feel rushed. Um, (laughs) It says that 
if a member was removed from the tribe, it was because of his or her own selfishness, Mm. not because the group didn't care. So when you put your Mm. own personal needs above the good of the group, there was, I'll say, kind of an intervention first, right? The same way that they Mm. lovingly just surrounded the predator and said, no, this isn't working. And then again, you still have a choice as to whether or not you're going to continue with those actions and then you're removed from the group. Oh, I think but about, again, not killed. Yeah. Well, and I think about narcissists as hu- in, in human behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, you also had just had some really neat things, just like they, they were very playful. A uh, really cool thing is that they had great digestive systems and they knew how to clean or they know how to clean themselves out, um, which is, is in a bigger sense, a lesson about process and elimination, uh, which, you know, you can absolutely draw a parallel to the human experience and understanding process because we get backed up or explosive, <laughs> depending on... Did they call that anal explosive? Anal expulsive Expul- and anal retentive oh, okay. in psychology terms. Uh, but the, uh, the elephants just know how to handle things because they know how to process things, right? Um, well, and when you have a whole group around you that are not shunning you, that are not picking on you, that are not bullying you. Right. You have time. You have time to think. You have time. And I think you have time to know who you are and what you really want at the bottom of something. Mm-hmm. And the group sits together in those decisions. To, to bring that kind of energy yeah. to a higher, a higher vibration. I want to be an elephant. I know. And listen to this one. So their, their third eye or their entrance is through their trunk. And it, it's it's welcoming. And I know you talked about the difference between a trunk being up and a trunk being down. Oh, okay. and, but that is their third eye, which I thought was really cool too. Okay. Um, the word respect came up over and over again in how they respect each other and, and themselves, but also the process for death, uh, which is was uh, really wonderful as well. Um, and you also said that elephants cry mm. and that they grieve. And I think anyone who loves animals or knows animals will say, well, duh, um, because you know, we do, we, there's an empathic ability in all, in all creatures to cry and to grieve. We, we know what loss is. Wow. Like I think, you know, somebody listening to that thinks I have a snake. Does my snake cry? Yeah. You know, like they might think I have a dog. Yes. My dog cries or I have a horse. Sometimes we have so normalized certain animals that we can easily wrap our heads around our cat or certain things. But if we have an iguana, or if we have a mm-hmm. reptile, or uh, if we have a fish, people might giggle and go, well, of course, fish don't cry, they're in water. But what we're saying is, do they emote? Yeah. And well, if we know whales and dolphins, we know they do. And this is the last one that I wanted to touch on for elephants. And it actually goes hand in hand with what you're talking about. This one made me cry. Um, they help trees die. So when they see a tree that is struggling or suffering, they push it over with their trunks or their tusks mm-hmm. and they allow it in, in really honoring the process of death where mm-hmm. they, I'll say in a very generous sense, put it out of its misery mm-hmm. um, and just allow for the death process to begin mm-hmm. or to it, occur. I like that because when we all know, I th- well, most of us know that when tr- trees die, they, they give back to the earth again everything feeds off of them until it disappears right Mm -hmm. so that's really cool well that that a creature would have an animal pardon me would have empathy for a tree yeah that most people would not consider living or dead in the same sense of an animal or a human yep that they see whether or not it's it's living or dying and they just help it along in its process Mm -hmm. we don't even do that for humans 
Yeah. And here the elephants have it figured out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was such a beautiful night sitting in front of the thunderstorm. And I wanted to say thank you again mm-hmm. uh, because it's just, again, the connection. And that's what the journeying is, is the connectivity. Mm-hmm. And it isn't going in and watching a documentary. It isn't reading a book and saying, I'm repeating something that I read or I heard or I watched. It's doing a journey as a Shaw woman to that animal and merging with the animal to feel and to experience firsthand what they go through. And I know not everybody listening to this can wrap their head around anything like that because they can't even wrap their head around the fact that they can't connect even to their own spouse or their own child. They cut people off in traffic. They don't give a shit about what their coworkers are going through and that uh, they dis- they have disconnected from maybe everything. Mm-hmm including themselves. So some people are so depressed as well that they've disconnected from themselves. So one of the purposes of doing this series for April is all about connectivity. Because right now in our world, a whole lot is about pulling us so apart and disconnected that we don't feel for another religion, or we don't feel for people of another culture, and that we are supposed to desensitize from them so that we can treat them badly. And this and the use of merging with animals was something I thought would be a way for people to sort of think of their lives and what's going on around them in a more healthy, loving way. I love it. Okay, okay, so Mm -hmm. that was Monday's show. Yeah. We will be back again uh, tomorrow morning on Tuesday to draw some animals out of this little bin Mm -hmm. uh, and just discuss it a little bit further. Um, So... If you have questions or comments about today's show or you want to toss in some animals we can talk about in the future, uh, you can email us at info at Otherwise, we will look forward to connecting with you on Tuesday.